Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your um, uh, anime liaison, uh, your proxy into the anime world, your non-expert Eric. And sitting next to me, well that's you, listener. I'm, I'm your voice, I am your mouth, I am... We're in a, a strange centipede, uh, human centipede situation, and... Speaking of things that are odd and weird and stuff, I've got right here the Book of Forbidden Knowledge, and I was just gonna like lay down some um, idea truths for you, listener, just to kind of like brighten your day, kind of give you more insight, wisdom into your day. Uh, the one I have here says, "Never pick up an odd glove in the street; it is not fortunate." So that's from the Forbidden Book of Knowledge. <laughs> Here, I'll just lay down another one real quick. Oh, hey, Metzger. Metzger, what do you think of this one? For a pigeon to fly into the house not belonging to it is a sign of sickness. And if it rests on a bed, it is death. But two pigeons is a sign of a wedding. I didn't know the two pigeon part, but yes, it's it's old world knowledge that should a bird make it into your house, someone is going to die. Well, that's a little t- terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Birds, fuck them. Murderers. Um, and also, as a side note, when a sore fails to break open, take virgin parchments as large as the store, uh, put it first in water, then on the sore spot. Propatum. We're here to talk about anime. Not black magic? No, that's the other podcast. Ah, man, I always mix up the two. Black Magic Tour Bus coming near you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this is the if this is the anime podcast, go ahead. Can you me. imagine a Black Magic Tour Bus that just shows up in your town <laughs> and sells I, you like curses and stuff? I would step on. I would be like, "All right, I'm on this adventure with you." Yes, and gr- Grandma uh, Fauci. You know, Dr. Fauci's wife, the black magic woman. <laughs> Only you think that's funny. Okay. Uh, so so anyways, um, if this is the anime tour bus, well, that means that we watched two episodes this week. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Mika-chan. Uh, Mariko-chan. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. This one's about Yulia and also the godmother closes up shop. Yeah, we saw a bit of that last time. Um, yeah, so the last time um, the godmother realized that she no longer wants to be a sham. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to con people for money anymore. She wants to help this young girl who's followed by curses. And Yulia, who I always want to call Julia, but Yulia is another young girl that goes to Miko's high school. And can see the ghost, but can't quite see them as strongly or or as well-defined as Miko can. And Yulia has pushed herself onto the godmother of downtown as an apprentice. And therefore is super shocked to learn that her teacher has closed up and it's all because Miko was her last customer. 
And and obviously, you know, we had the issues of the exploding beads and, you know, things things not where her feeling as though her power were were nothing trivialized in comparison to the larger creatures out here. Because the godmother can't see them. She can't see as well as Miko can. And so when she goes to sell Miko these beads in the last episode, and she's like, I made these prayer beads at the height of my power. And Miko's like, snap. <laughs> Crackle and pop. Yulia wants to know what the fuck is going on with this Miko girl. Yeah, so this girl's able to see so- some creatures and it seems to have, you know, comparable abilities. And, um,. Seems to be completely oblivious to the big one. <laughs> uh, is, uh, do you think that that's a little bit weird? Where I kind of think that... Well, I don't know how I think. Okay, so I, I gotcha. I got, I, I'm in your head right now, Matt's here. Okay, so initially, m- your thought was bigger ones should leave a bigger imprint and should be more visible than the smaller ones, right? Yeah, yeah. But bigger ones may have like a disguise mechanism for hiding themselves, which the little ones may not be, you know, expending the spiritual energy in order to manifest, which makes them more dangerous and like predators. Yeah, but I'm just saying I'm going to notice a deer before I notice like a gopher. We have this, she's able to, and she figures out that Mariko-chan can uh, can see the shit. She figured that out. And she's like, oh, a cockroach, and, and saves her friend from stepping into the creature. And the girl's like, she for sure saw that. And so she continues watching her for several days. And then finally is like, hey. Like a fucking creep. Can you follow me into this one room? <laughs> Nothing weird. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. Well, I mean, they're in gym and she's like, uh, hi, you're in the other class, right? Like, you can help me, please. And she does. Unhesitating. She looks so much more confident to this girl. Yeah. So anyways, we have I mean, that situation. She sets no up a deal. trick. She sets up a trick. She's like, I'm going to throw bottle caps on the floor. We know that this gets the fat naked old men. And <laughs> they fucking love bottle caps. Um, and so we, she's oblivious to the big monster in the background. Um, and so Which the big monster definitely notices her. And she's being like, you see these these things, right? You see them. And you the big see thing. Me. Yeah, yeah. the big thing is like, wait, you see me? Me? You see them? You see me? You I want to know what happens when you can see them. Oh, we'll find out. It seems bad, right? Like, it seems oh, like we'll... it would be bad. We'll find out. It seems like something to be scared of. But then the one thing... Okay, we'll get to that. Um, okay. So... She's like, mm. I got to shut this little girl up. And she remembers seeing a wrestler move. So then <laughs> she does a rear naked choke hold on this tiny girl until she goes unconscious. And then everybody's like, hey, I heard you killed that girl. 
She's like, yeah, not dead. <laughs> yeah, I love that Miko tries to apologize for it. Like, I'm sorry, but you just wouldn't shut up. So yeah, I love that the girl's interpretation of her action because she doesn't explain enough. And I will give the little girl that like she didn't do a good enough job explaining. And then suddenly, like the girl is misinterpreting it like hey, I I think we shouldn't talk about this, is converted to, if you talk about this, you'll die. I'll kill you personally with my own choke arms. To be fair, though, this girl did trap Miko in a storage room and made her look at fat old men. Not the first time it's happened to any of us. Am I right? Am I right? Am I, am, am I right? Mm-hmm uncomfy <laughs> okay so that's that's essentially we get this this girl who has now like is terrified of her and, and Mirko is like this this like evil creature i see it too but if you tell anyone i'll murder you and so that's the impression that this girl is left with moving forward um we have the situation where she's walking home and one of the creatures grabs her, except it's not a creature. It's just actually an old person. <laughs> a yeah. boomer, if you will. A boomer. Uh, when boomers grab me, sometimes I wish it were a demon. Am I right? Listener, am I, Un- am I right? Uncomfy. <laughs> wow, these bus seats sure are chafy today. <laughs> so... She she finds this old woman, and the old woman, she ends up taking her back home, and that's great. The, the old the, woman is totally losing her marbles. Crazy. Just like, is this the internet? <laughs> is this the internet? Yeah, that is kind of what she's like, isn't it? Wait, she's like poking it, and she goes, oh, that hurts my eyes. <laughs> and then the ghost shows up. And the ghost is like, Four, three, six, one, or whatever numbers he said. Yeah. And then he keeps saying, and you can't let the ghosts know that you can't let the demons know that, like, you can see them because that's a big problem, right? Not a little problem. And so she's like, yeah, you can type in numbers to it and then shows the old woman that number. And the old lady is like, ah, yes, my hair comb. Yeah, so that old number that the ghost shares was clearly the number needed to open the safe given to her by the by the father. She's forgotten this number. She's apparently been at this safe for a while trying to solve its riddles and mysteries. And then finally she gets it and she gets her little hair comb and presumably other things. I expect that there's at least there's probably some money, like a deed, deed to a house, you know. Some some very important things that this woman has literally lost her sanity over. This is okay. Hold up. The hold back up. half of this episode seems like an Edgar Allan Poe short story. For sure. Um, this is just a complete side note. Absolutely a side note. All safes are rated in accordance with how long someone could be left alone with them, and how long without them them being able to be opened. So if you truly needed to get into the safe, it it would just be like a an hour's work. <laughs> you could get into even a real good safe. Just 
It's just got to be yours, and you got to have some time and a hammer or something like that. Obviously, this old woman couldn't swing a hammer, but yeah, you really want you this old heard, lady with a hammer? You might have heard there's this website called Fiverr where you can like pay people to do shit for you. I would I would find like some big muscle man and be like, hey, here's like twenty bucks. Do do it. Uh, uh, here's a sledgehammer that I just happen to have. Just get get in. Have a stress stress free time. I believe in you, Jason. And okay, you can wait do a that. Second, I didn't think Fiverr was for things like that. I thought it was for like building websites or making a logo or writing music for something. Music or podcasts or poetry or whatever you want to do. But I'm sure there's somebody here near me in whatever city I happen to live in that. Yeah, they're would... called a locksmith. Hold up. <laughs> I forgot about locksmiths. Ah! Do locksmiths do safes? I feel like they would. I mean, you just need like a drill and like one of the maybe yes. maybe like some. Listen, I've seen I've been playing a lot of Payday 2 lately. Um, and so I feel like I can get into a safe, but if we had somebody with like the stethoscope and whatnot that could like listen to the heartbeat of the safe or whatever, that would work too. Okay. I'd never considered a locksmith in this entire conversation. <laughs> I was just holy shit. Fiverr, except you show up to my app. There's like a handyman app too that you can do that. Yeah, I like you... how over here being like I mean, someone on Fiverr, there's definitely a, a big buff boy that can come and bust this safe for me. And I'm like, there's a person whose job is to do that. And a lot of times they don't even have to, like, bust the safe open. Like, if it's a dial one and you can get the serial code for the safe, then they you can, can hack just, into the safe's mainframe. They can <laughs> use the original combination. There's, like, a default combination for safes. You know, for, for this exact safety. situation. For for safety. Oh my god, roll credits. <laughs> yeah, and she is able to remember stuff. She's able to, like, you know, uh, come back and, and be like, Hey, we're, I'm making dinner tonight. It's this old recipe. What are you doing in here, daughter, whose name I didn't remember five minutes ago? Let's get going. And and the mom is, of course, like very thankful and and hey, that's wonderful. You're would you like to eat with us? And there's no way that I would take that because this woman probably isn't uh, going to produce something that's GMO free. So sorry, I can't gluten and pesticides. Like you're just you're just saying buzzwords. You're like, mm, sorry, I can't eat it. It's got. um. Silly calories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get us hit by the big ones that are like, ooh, these people are talking about topical stuff. Not oh. just butts and fiber and safe. Meanwhile, Metzger went and cleaned up our Instagram feed and removed everyone that you followed on it. I mean, that's fine. I was just trying to get attention. Like with most things. Nothing, nothing says good marketing like knocking the door down for people that don't care about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric's, 
Eric's attempt at marketing. Eric's attempt at marketing is like a Mormon kid on their mission. Yeah. He just goes door to door. Door to door. Shirt. It's gotten. It's got short sleeves. You know it does. Would you like to listen to my podcast? Is this a clip-on tie? I'll never tell. Hello. It's me. Okay, you didn't I'm a Mormon in a dress suit, and I'm here to talk to ye. Okay, this, this this needs to stop. You didn't get the reference. It's fine. We could just move on. You don't have to. Just because I got a different reference than you. Yeah, you didn't pick up on the Book of Mormon. My, mm, oh well, I haven't seen that yet. Even though I've been meaning to, I feel like even though it's like almost a decade old now. I know. I feel like I need to really get on that, but I haven't. There's like I, I can't find any place that streams it, and like getting tickets to anything is a challenge. Oh, all right, a, all right. So if the listeners should want to talk to you about something, anything at all, where would they where would they find us, Eric? The medium quality bootleg of the original cast gets put up on YouTube every so often, but gets pulled pretty fast. It's on Pirate Bay though. And that's where you can talk to us on Pirate Bay. No, you can't. You won't find us there. No, but where you could find us is maybe Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime underscore Bus on Twitter, and me and Weeboo.wordpress.com. Okay, awesome. So Comey had a lot happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. Mesker. What does that mean? Mesker. I mean, I, I don't mean to go out of order here. I, I, I fully... As I don't mean to do it as I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. Mesker, I, I've i never been into ramen as much as these people are. Is that just because my ramen's not as good? Oh, 100%. Do they have better ramen than me? Do you... Okay, um... Okay. How do how do I make my ramen that good? So, did you just ask me if fresh restaurant ramen in a ramen shop is yeah. better than flash fried freeze dried ramen? <laughs> flash fried freeze dried. Uh I flash fried freeze dried. Man, that was a hard one, Metsy. Uh that's not what I'm quite asking, but I feel like we're getting close to it. I just don't understand. Of course, restaurant. Like an in, a shop that does nothing but make ramen. Is of course going to have better ramen than you. Okay. Eric, I need you to do something for me. Yep. There is. A pop-up shop. Where you live. Okay. They don't ever do pop-ups whenever I go there. Metzger. I need you to buy things from this food truck and then mail them to me. Absolutely not. But they're Japanese sandwiches. You're going to be here tomorrow. They don't do them on Thursdays. Okay. <laughs> At least I, I'm checking. I'm checking to make sure that they don't have a pop-up tomorrow. 
I don't think they've done a pop-up since October. I think they're done. I think they're done with their season. And I, I mean, it was okay. It makes sense to be done with your Yakitori. But, like, I want Sando! Sando! I want Sando. Can you give me a synopsis of this one, Metzger? No, because there are too many little mini bits. <laughs> Komi-san is like a charcuterie board of comedy. I I actually am wicked into like this anime, and I've said it before, and I meant it then and now, both times. That's because you're a Chunibyo. Okay. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> that's... St- oh, no. Okay, hold up. You want to get real talks here right now, Mesker? Are you ready for real talks? Uh-huh, yeah, let's do this. There was a period of time when I had just finished playing The Witcher 3 and had sunk... Uh, oh, well, so when, you, when you're when you having... No, 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 no. Hold up. I lived this, listener. So I had just finished playing The Witcher 3. Um, the year was 2014 or 15. I don't remember. Um, I had gone through this cycle of uh, sleep eight hours, play Witcher 3 for eight hours, and then... Um, go to work with Metzger and I I lived in that cycle for a a period of time and it was my reward for you know having done so well in like junior year of uh of college I had you know really increased my GPA and done pretty well so I was like I'm just gonna play Witcher and then I got wicked into Witcher and I wanted to be Witcher boy so bad and I finished the game and the DLC hadn't come out yet, which is essentially like two whole other games that you they just made for you and they called it DLC. And so I finished this game and the ending is a little lonely without the DLC. Like the DLC is really important. And what I'm trying to say is I came into work and I was just genuinely upset because I feel like I could go out and slay monsters, but monsters aren't real. And I was stuck doing this job with Metzger. <laughs> <laughs> not that didn't involve swinging my silver sword around and pure athleticism instead involved dealing with people that were were not it's not the same and i was upset about it and and Metzger lived through that and when when we started talking about the choo-choos that people are in this in this uh, chunibos whatever i i felt it that was me. Sometimes is me. Oh. Do you know what that word means? <clears throat> this is is it like a, a LARPer? Somebody that lives kind of in their own world, LARPing around day to day, every day? It is someone who pretends to have like a grandiose life to seek yeah. attention. Yeah. Yeah, they they talked about the grandiose life thing, but I didn't know that the purpose, the function of it was to uh, pursue attention. I did know that he, I did really like the part where he's like, oh no, my dragon eye. And then they're like, he has like a stigma. <laughs> or he has like an uh, sty or something in his eye. Like it's it's a vision problem that he's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm being targeted by the bad guy. <laughs> Apparently that word translates to like eighth grade syndrome. 
Now I'm trying to think back if I was like that. No, I was actually, this is going to be a, a weird one. I was really quiet in seventh and eighth grade and refused to talk to anybody. Huh. Well, I didn't say, I didn't say a word like for two straight years. I'm going to need someone to verify that. Well, because, so the thing is, you thinking that you didn't say anything for like two years probably just means that you were slightly less intense than you currently are. No, people would, I would, I people would look at me and like, is Eric in a sentence zero words? Like, if you did a word count of me on most days, it would be zero words. Like, it was, it was straight up would not, could not talk to anybody. And the reason for that was, and I got wicked depressed. And then Nicole Hemmond said, no one's ever going to like you because you talk too much and you're annoying as fuck. She said that to me in seventh grade and I internalized that and I changed from that point till the end of eighth grade. (laughs) So anyways, and she also said that I would be alone forever, which is like a, a fear of mine. So then I was like, well, time to change. I internalized what this girl said. Then I started doing more push-ups. It's time for the summer uniforms, and look, Comey's still hot. <laughs> Segways! Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's got a different... It's, it's striped now. They also changed it in the intro. Yeah. And Yadano's back. That's our little rival girl. And uh, she lost again. Uh, physical fitness is something that she prides herself in and she's like (laughs) this girl's got a longer torso than me but i'll for sure kick her ass in everything her torso's so long she must suck yeah (laughs) there's no way this top heavy slut can be oh she beat me in everything yadano goes up to accept defeat like hey you're better than me at everything. I shake my hand. It was a good fight. And Komi-san is, of course, one, flabbergasted. Cause she's got no idea what was going on. It was in a contest? Uh-oh. <laughs> Two is like, this person wants me to touch her. Da-da-da-da. Shakes, vibrates. Vibrates. Yeah. And somehow this refusal to accept Yadano's defeat just makes... Yodano become more determined to beat her in the future. She's like, okay, cool. You won't even shake my hand? That's cool. I get it. <laughs> and she reads so much. Everyone always reads so much into her shit. They re- Yeah, everything has got to have this depth because they think that she's so great. They're like, oh, Komi-san's amazing. So if she's not saying something, I don't know. I probably would have just been like, that's a weird girl, man. She don't talk. What a freaking weirdo. No, I probably would have ended up being her friend. I mean, I would I would have loved this girl. I would have been an adoring fan and then probably instantly intimidated by her fierceness. That I misinterpreted. I'm aware of me. <laughs> it's impossible to intimidate me. Metzger rolls high on intimidation checks. I do. Um, what else happened in this episode, Metsy? Um, they go. Oh, they go to her house. They go to her house. Najimi invites herself and 
through that to Dono, to Comey's house, where they then find her childhood photo album. So cute. Um, and and the big thing that comes out of this is like she's nervous. Of course, she's not used to having guests and stuff over, and that's a that's a weird new experience for her. But oh, they meet her mom. And her mom looks just like her, but is and also is like eternally 17. And she does like the eye thing with the, the two fingers and whatnot. And she's just dorky and talkative and obviously not like her daughter. Um, but it's it's fun. And the the big thing that comes from this is that in a moment where she's nervous and they're like sitting at a table and they have drinks and snacks. Uh, the the one uh, gender fluid individual uh, takes a cute little picture of all three of them and sends it to her and she goes, I don't know why you weren't looking. And she's like, this is wonderful. And she requests a frame. Mom, can I have a picture frame? Yeah, because she's going frame it. She's so excited. And I actually like that a lot. It's very cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yep. So the ramen shop is pretty much just a repeat of the coffee bit. I thought that too, but like the guy got it right this time. This dude gets Comey. Like, and Comey gets that ramen. Yeah, she loves ramen. And they're, they're like, we're never coming back here. And then immediately after, it became a habit. <laughs> yep. Like this podcast. And... I mean, listener, you should like this podcast. Go like our our places that we told you about the Instagram, especially, which is Anime Tour Bus. Um, we we hope that you like us as we approach this this stop. We hope that you check out some of our other works, uh, namely my other works, which is Science Snacks and more importantly, Horizon Adventures, a D and D podcast where I'm a DM, and then some women outsmart me all the time. Um, so anyways, we hope that you check that out and and maybe, you know, tide yourself over until next week when you come back home to this place of safety where we talk about anime and um, seats are kind of itchy. Forget the fact that um, locksmiths, locksmiths exist or how to say the word until then. Bye. bye. did i present today we didn't even do a segment oh i forgot to read my demon book god damn it